Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Ram Nation. Welcome into DNVR Rams Live, presented by High Plains Strains, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary, providing top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. You give them a visit, be sure to mention DNVR to take advantage of these deals. I'm Justin Michael. I'm joined by my main man, Andre Simone, back from Italy, looking fresh as ever, got the We're 90s drip. That's right. You look like you right. showed up in a, in a Mini Cooper or something. Yeah, yeah I wish, I wish. Though my Honda's starting to get there, you know, starting to become <laughs> retro. Yeah, went back home to Milan. Very nice. I missed you, but I enjoyed myself tremendously. And Milan, fashion capital of the world. This is how the kids are dressing. No, not necessarily exactly like this, but the 90s drip is back. So I tried my best to, uh, you know, to get my... This is this is how I used to dress, ultimately. Hey, I like it, man. Yeah. You look yeah, like I would have worn that... From 18 to 21, for sure. And That's now right. it's all come back. That's so I right. feel good. I'm glad I didn't get yep. rid of all that stuff. My uh, windbreakers, too. all, the, all really the classic starter jackets. It, yes. it comes full circle. Um, we're talking Mountain West hoops because this league is as deep as ever. I yes. legitimately believe it's a top five league. I think you can make an argument it's a top four basketball league. We'll get into some of those numbers. Dre and I are going to talk about a big win Tuesday night over New Mexico. The number yes. 13 Rams now 13-1. and one. With a big win over New Mexico, 12-2, and two, that I think, frankly, a couple months from now, we're going to look back at potentially one of the key moments in a title run. That is a really good team that they got to get healthy. They're kind of coming together at the right time here. Yeah. But I'm glad that the Rams were able to get that one out of the way when they did. Back at the pit's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. I'm already really looking into it. I'd like to maybe get down there. We'll see. Yes, uh, it's not yes, that bad yes. of a drive. So, um Really looking forward to the rest of this Mountain West slate. You know, you texted me last night. You were locked into that game Tuesday. I was there with Ryan Green. I'm going to have some written pieces that come out this afternoon. But, you know, what was your biggest takeaway from this win? Biggest takeaway is when this team is humming, there's nothing like it. There are so many different offensive hubs. And it's a team that's nine deep easily. I think that's when guys are starting to get healthy and stuff. I've been talking up Scott and Bemba and Cartier was the star of the show. <laughs> that was an amazing game. I mean, again, how many offensive hubs can you have? Just your bigs. Isaiah Stevens, though, is just at a different level right now. Absolute superstar in the sport. True All-American. He's, he's just in control in ways that you're not... I honestly, maybe my biggest takeaway, and I don't want to go negative right off the bat, but sometimes you do, is I hate 
these tentative starts at Moby. It, it's so reminiscent of St. Mary's, man. Yeah. Moby's sacred. You got to honor that home court and you can't be that lackadaisical. I thought Isaiah really carried the team on his back early. And, you know, there were just some interesting turning points there. And then once things got humming, they got humming. But I was worried about our first half spread there for a sec. <laughs> I, I honestly wasn't too worried. New Mexico did jump out to a 5-0 lead. Um, they led basically the first 10 minutes of the game. I thought defensively, CSU struggled a little bit with the the pick and roll. They were giving up some easy looks in the paint. Then they started to switch some things, how they handled the ball screens, kind of prevented some of those entry passes a little bit better. And, and we saw, especially in the second half there, the Rams step it up defensively. That was a big factor. I'm with you. I thought offensively, they took some uncharacteristic shots kind of early. There was a lot more one-on-one play than we typically see from CSU. They had key stretches where the ball movement was good, but that that was definitely something that stood out. And I do think it was partially because of how aggressive New Mexico yep. defends on ball. Yep. And they did a good job of switching up some stuff with throwing some zone looks, and then mm-hmm. they switched that up as well. So I thought it was a, a kind of a chess match between the two teams with really great point guards. Jalen House is a... Phenomenal player. I mean, you see at 14 points in like 18 minutes. Obviously, him being in foul trouble was a a really huge factor in this win. Um, He was nuts. What was the atmosphere as he's like? (laughs) So supposedly he said some pretty, some language I'm not going to repeat on this podcast. Some stuff that, homophobic language. Oh, no, we don't want that. He said some bad stuff at the crowd. Um, I don't know the validity of it. I've heard it from enough people that I believe it happened. Um, People I trust. I'm not the guy to lead a brigade and be like, the league needs to suspend him and all this. I think stuff does happen in the heat of the moment. I think it's a bad look for him, as was him, you know, kind of throwing a temper tantrum basically when he got subbed out with his fourth foul there. And at the end of the day, like he has to live with, you know, the fat, the way that his lack of composure really negatively impacted his team in a, in a major loss. And that's kind of the big difference, I think, between these two teams is it's true. It was composure. You know, the Rams had their it's moments, good point. 15 turnovers, way more than we're used to seeing the first time all year. They've had more turnovers than yeah. assists. That was weird. But they got back in transition. They won on the glass. They did the little things, I think, to prevent this from, you know, getting out of control. And like we said there, New Mexico had that 5-0 run to start the game. They had three other 5-0 spurts. No other runs that extended anything past five mm-hmm. in this game. And that was big. Whereas CSU, you know, they took the lead with a 10-0 run. They had a 9-0 run to go up double digits in the second half. And then they had another 9-0 run to extend it to 17. Those were, you know, a couple of really key stretches that kind of swung the game in their favor. Yeah, 100%. And you're right. Composure was the key because I can talk about how they were tentative. I think especially early on the perimeter, Neek, Jalen, just a little too tentative. Even when they the first subs and all the backups come in with Isaiah, Joel Palmer didn't have his first bucket until like halfway through the second half. He missed three or four really good looks that he typically knocks down. So just on the perimeter, they're not making shots, and they weren't even like, it was just these lateral Princeton offense-type passes. And then, you know, Joe gets into early foul trouble, and Bemba coming in, I thought, completely changed the tone. You go from tentative to aggressive, Agreed. And they stopped getting bullied in the paint when he came in. Hundred percent. He, he did pick up a couple of fouls, but that's fine. Right, right. You've got five of right. them. Right. But you know what? The beauty was he sets the tone, is forced out, and I think Cartier has to be subbed in earlier mm-hmm. than Nico would have. That changed the game as well because and Cartier then comes back. He Cartier starts coming back. Yeah, being on the bench a shorter while he just got going. 
And then you had two offensive hubs and the offense started clicking a bit more. And by the second half, it's a thing of beauty. You know, it's just like everything's working to perfection. They were composed. You know, first half, if New Mexico isn't missing all those free throws, it's a very close game. It was huge. I mean, it was just a couple of little things really swung this one. I mean, it was CSU got up 17 at one point. I don't think that was a true representative of what that game was. I think how it ended, you know, totally six point game should have been a six point win. They foul with two seconds left. I don't whatever the Rams end up winning by eight. Um, <laughs> that what that cost me. We'll talk about that oh, one no, off there. No. It was a brutal <laughs> bad beat. I was going to say it was three and a half. Should have mattered. No, I took the exact oh, total of the win no. by four to six, oh, no. <laughs> which was not fun, but Hey, that's part of the game. Um, I just, I thought this was a really big win. I'm glad you brought up Cartier. His efficiency for this team is huge. 21 points, 8 of 12 from the floor. Over his last seven games since coming back from injury, he scored double-digit figures in every game on 57% or better from the floor. Most nights, it's more like 75%, 80%. If he shoots 60%, you're like, sheesh, kind of of an off night for Pat. What's going on? Um, But, you know, I, I think you were spot on just... This team's so versatile with the way he can space the floor, how he confidently shoots threes from the top of the key. You have to respect it. Now, all of a sudden, it opens up driving lanes. He can come back down in the post and get whatever look he wants. He's so patient. You can't speed anybody up on this team. And it's It's just really fun to watch. Like I said, Stevens, you you see he's got a defender right in his grill. And you watch him size him up, create just enough space, and he drills a mid-range with the hand in his face. He had four or five shots in this one that were just... Wow, again, like, I know he's not going to dunk on you. I know he's not the most explosive dude, but mm-hmm. you will not find a smarter basketball player in the, at the collegiate level, a better facilitator, or a high-level shot maker, because some of those shots he can make, I mean, to go over 2,000 yeah. points, he drilled a, a yeah. mid-range while getting slapped. Like, the dude's just a bucket. Uh, Yeah, he's just at another level, and with that depth and versatility of options offensively, and that, you know, it's it's really the strength of this team, I think, is the true strength of it. But then there's the the straw that stirs the drink. I mean, and he's a joy to watch right now. True pleasure. Uh, shout out to our good friend, Jenny Kavanar. It was great to see her in Fort Collins. She had some... <laughs> that was great. Some uh, funny commentary for Jalen House, which... Obviously, we appreciate it. She also had some really nice words to say about the podcast, which I appreciate. She is one of the best in the biz. Um, We're going to move on. We're going to start getting into the league and stuff, but I do just briefly want to set the tone for Utah State, which we have been asked about. Shout out to my guy, Taylor. Throw the thumbs up if you're with us. Uh, We're all proud to be here in Ram Nation. Show some love, if you will. But Utah State, man, 13-1. and It's never easy to play in Logan. Their fans are committed. It's going to be rocking. Yeah. Danny Sprinkle, what he's been able to do there in his first year as head coach there, 13-1. and one, He replaced his entire team. Like, it wasn't by choice they all left mm-hmm. when Ryan Odom left for VCU. But I, I don't think they have a single point from last year. Maybe it's like 4% or something like that, but none of the, the main contributors. It's a much different look than what we've been accustomed to these last couple of years. They're not, you know, stacked with shooters the way that they mm-hmm. typically are. Yeah. Um, but... Great Osabor. He's a six foot eight, like two hundred and sixty-ish pound four slash hybrid five, kind of like Bembush, a little bit more refined at this stage of his mm-hmm. career. Dude's a monster, and it's going to be interesting to see kind of how CSU handles that 
I yeah. think we're going to see a lot of Bemba like we did in this one. I think this mm-hmm. is going to be a big Joel Scott game, especially defensively. Um, but I, I do think CSU, they're going to need to shoot the three ball better than they did in this last win because Logan is just a tough place to play and you're going to need that offensive edge anywhere you can get it. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, the onus is going to be on Neek a bit to step up. And, yeah. you know, if it's not hitting shots, it's getting to the rack a bit more. Obviously, he was such a key defensively and on the boards and eventually was really a key to them kind of dominating in transition. I'd like to see him push the pace a little more too, you know? I was talking about that with my buddy Tyler King from the Denver Gazette. He does great work, by the way, covering all the college teams. Um, we're going to get him on the pod biggest too. biggest team in the country. They could definitely push the tempo. No, and there are times where, you know, he had it in transition and it's like, go, go. You mm-hmm, see when he throws that mm-hmm. dunk down from Isaiah, like he he has effortless bounce. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a way that you're not going to see very frequently in this league. There are a couple times where I'm like, test them, go up. Worst case, you're going to get fouled. Totally, man. So I, I like that he's not trying to do too much, yep. which yep. you don't want to see him, you know, drive into traffic and, and it's easy to get carried away. Yeah. But I do think that is a, a big factor, especially just with this team and how well they pass the ball. They're always willing to make that extra pass. If they have the two-on-one, they're going to get fouled or they're going to get to the paint or they're going to get the open corner yeah. three. They're always going to do the right situation. I'm with you. I hope we see a little bit more of that, especially if you're creating turnovers like you were able to in this one. Yeah, and I mean, if you're saying, you know, this isn't your typical Utah State, they're a little more size-oriented, you are going to need that. It's going to be neat. Because, uh, you know, it might be another muck it up game for Joel Scott. Which is huge. Like, you know, it's no, he's not going for like 30. But the, the what he's doing, the dirty work down low is so big. Yeah. Um, it it's allows guys like Neek to come in and crash the glass and kind of clean it up. Oh, yeah. he's, he's making a great effort and he's always in great position. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I just want to make sure that guys like Scott are getting the love they deserve. Because what he brings defensively, it's on par with... Uh, you know, the Jason Liddies of the world, the best, you know, big men in the league. And it's it's going to be the reason that this team, I believe, has a more realistic opportunity to win the title just because uh-huh. in those games against, you know, the San Diego States of the world, you need some size, you need some length, or you're mm-hmm. going to get bullied. And guys like him, Bemba, Neek, who's so, you know, athletic and big, and Josiah Strong, you know. The Rams know they don't have true seven-footers, but they got a lot uh-huh. of length. They got a lot of athleticism. It's going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into all that with you. What would you set this spread out in Logan? Uh, CSU by two and a half. I love that. That's a well-placed line right there. That's a well-placed line. I, bet, I wouldn't be surprised if it's exactly that when it comes out. That's about what I'd put it. I think Ken Palm has Utah State winning by one. Um, so it's, you know, it's going to be a big yeah, test. Yeah, the home factor is huge. Yeah, and th- that's the thing about this league. And the benefit is if you slip up, if you have a loss here, it's two one of the top at the moment, at least top four teams in the league. I have some keys for CSU as far as, you know, making a run here. We'll get into it. I think you got to go yeah. five and three in the eight games against the top four teams. You especially got to be good at home, but a road loss. This would be a Q1 game. Wouldn't kill you. Um, just some numbers to, to throw out there real quick. And again, I'll talk about this more in a couple of days. Utah State, they're a top 60 offense. They're a top 50 defense. Yeah. So the fact yeah. that they're able to defend that level with this many new pieces, that's a, a testament to Danny Sprinkle. Strength of schedule is not phenomenal. You know, they haven't been quite as battle-tested, but they did take care of Air Force handily. CSU currently 10th in adjusted offensive efficiency, 71st on defense. Great to see them back in the top 75. Uh, that is 
of a course from our friends at Ken Palm. Yes. What are, uh, we got a couple of games tonight. CU Arizona. We've got the Nuggets are back. The Abs are back. What is like your go-to snack? You're on the way home. You hit up the Circle K. Great question. What are you going with? You need something sweet. You need something salty. Yeah, I need something sweet. I'm a sweet tooth guy. Always a sweet snack. Nowadays, you can find uh, some Kinder stuff, the Ooh, Kinder chocolate, yeah. which I grew up on. Still holiday season, so that that hits. Or I'm a Reese's man, a Nutrageous. I'm I am Nutrageous myself, and uh, a Snickers. Can't go wrong with a Snickers. Love a good Snickers. Shout out to our homies over at Circle K. You can get a free membership. All you got to do is sign up with your phone number. They've got an app, which is easy to download. Um, Apple will give you money off on gas. That's what I was going to say. You can get 25 cents off a gallon. Your first five Phillips, you earn rewards for there. Your first five Polar Pops are free. So, I mean, if you are not using the Circle K app, not only are you losing money, you're missing out on refreshments. So, go get hooked up with our friends over at Circle K. I also got to shout out High Plain Strains, the presenting sponsor. You guys Let's know go. the drill. They are the best dispensary in northeastern Colorado. They are going to hook you up for all your needs, infuse edibles, high-potency concentrates, of course, some of the best flour in the state. They've got three locations in northeastern Colorado, Log Lane Village, Garden City, one in Sedgwick. If you are in northeastern Colorado, they are the dispo for you. Order online at highplainstrains.com. You can pick up conveniently with their drive throughs Don't even have to get out of your car. We are in the future. Full ounce for 80 bucks. Veritas 8th for 25 Those are some killer deals. Mammoth 1-gram cartridges for 15 And exquisite extracts are 4 for 40 Remember, one more time, use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores to take advantage of these High Plains Strains deals. Love them. Love that Dre's back. And I love... Oh. But the Mountain West is doing its thing. I want to shout out uh, Aztec Breakdown. They do a great podcast, San Diego State-oriented, good friends of mine from over the years. They pointed out for uh, those that are trying to poke holes and be like, you know, oh, you're not a you know major conference. Right now, when you look at the, the record against the top 100 in Ken Palm, the Mountain West is 12-9. and nine. They have won 57% of their matchups against the top 100. That's the best in college basketball. I mean, it's a 57% clip. And you've got these numbers right here. Yeah, like just like for no one's above sake, 50% as a conference. Being fair to some of the other leagues, obviously 21 games total. That's like the ACC. They played 37 games. Sure, They've sure, only sure. won 32% of them. The Big 12, you know, they played uh, 31 games, won 42% of them. But mm-hmm. you can only play the games that are on the schedule. You look at a top 20 team like Creighton, I believe they're 12 and 2 against everybody, or 13 and 2 against everybody else in the country. They're 0 and 3 against the Mountain West. Like, this is a league that can hang with anybody. The numbers back it up. I think at this point, a five bid league is very realistic. Anything short of four would be a disappointment. Anything short of four would be shocking. Five bid feels really good. This is one of those tournaments you'll be watching as a college hoops fan. And if you're a gambler, there'll be plenty of opportunities to sprinkle a juicy dog in that Mountain West tournament, right? Because it's such Mm -hmm. a wide open conference. Um, It's definitely five deep right now. It's crazy that the Rams have so many of those teams on the schedule this month. 
Um, Not an easy introduction into the conference slate. But, you know, if you look at uh, the broadcast, I thought did a great job, the FS1 broadcast during the CSU New Mexico game of showing the current seeding of all the teams where the Rams would be a four seed, New Mexico, I mean, San Diego would be a five seed. I think New Mexico was a nine seed. So that was a four nine matchup right there. And I think Utah State was projected as a 12 seed. And then, you know, you could easily throw another squad in there. Yeah, Boise State's on the, the perimeter mm-hmm. there. They've got to pick up. They're going to have to pick up some big scalps in league play to have well, a chance. Nevada. But Nevada's on the fringe. Yeah. They're getting the win over Washington was big for them. And honestly, I th- my gripe with people not thinking this league is uh, up to par, it's the AP rankings, man. It's always the AP rankings. They don't know what they're doing. There's too many... If if they don't know what they're doing in college football, they definitely don't know what they're doing in college hoops. It's and crazy. It's, just, <laughs> it's like a shame that this is how we go off of things. You know? It does suck. I, I will say I feel like the rankings this year have been largely accurate for where CSU probably shapes in the for national CSU, scheme of things. Yeah. But, I mean, you can look at last week. San Diego State goes into Gonzaga, beats them handedly and i think five voters had gonzaga go up in their poll which is like what are we doing here yeah, it's ridiculous. people don't pay attention um it's why when i do things like the power rankings when i do try and talk about the league like it's important to me actually watch the games make sure you know what the fuck you're talking about yeah um there's a lot of lazy folks out there question here from our guy dane top 10 ranking if the rams beat utah state they'll be close the win over new mexico helped um i think my gut would be it'd probably be more like they jump from 13 to like 11-ish. I think if they go on the road and beat Utah State and then follow it up with a victory over Boise State, so long as they don't slip up after that, uh, then I do think they will definitely be in the top 10. Two road oh, wins, both yeah. would be quality wins and a win over New Mexico. You'd be 15-1 and one at that point. I, I think they're really close to the top 10, but I mean, the last time we were in this position, they they slipped up against St. Mary's, so... At the end of the day, like I do want to see them jump into the top 10 just for the... I mean, it'd be a cool moment. Like At the end of the day, we've never seen it happen, so it would be a cool moment. But, you know, as Dre said, like we're not going to really hang our hat on the AP poll when it's all said and done. It's going to be about what this team accomplishes in a deep league, what they're able to do in the Mountain West Tournament, and ultimately beyond that, because I, I, I think that expectation should be championship or bust, regular season title. And I think the hope should be to win at least one game in the NCAA tournament. I want to see this team get to the Sweet 16 because I, they're good enough to do it. Or top- further, like even further. But I mean, like just at the end of the year, I'd like to look back and feel like this team achieved or lived up to its potential. If you're a four seed, that means two games as a favorite, right? Yeah, which would be huge. I mean, a, a lot of it still comes down to you know, what type of draw you get. So much of the NCAA tournament is wonky. Like, of course. Of course. Being Come a six on. seed last time, you would have thought that was a great spot. Then all of a sudden you get a 6-11 against, you know, Michigan in a Big Ten city. And it's like, oh, yeah, great. So you'd like to avoid a situation like that. It'd be nice if you could get the ball rolling a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, mm-hmm. kick the crap out of somebody, get the confidence rolling, win a tight game. Then all of a sudden, you know, if you play Michigan in the Sweet 16 versus the opening round, like, You've got some juice going. I yeah. just think it's different. We totally. saw CSU was up double digits at one point. It's not like they couldn't hang with them. Yeah. Um, but there, there's a long way to go between now and the NCAA tournament. Yes. I want to talk about the path to a conference title. Um, Ken Palm has CSU going 14 and four in league play. They've 
they've done that twice in the last three years and finished second in the league both times. I do think 14 and four, which would tie the high watermark for CSU in terms of Mountain West wins. They've never won 15. I think 14 would get it done. Um, I don't think anybody is going to go through this league without multiple losses. I think a minimum of three. Um, But it's going to be really tight because San Diego State, Nevada, Utah, they're all going to be right there in the conversation. We said it earlier. I think you got to go at least five and three versus the top four in the conference. You're one and oh right now in that situation. You have a chance here to go two and oh. That'd be a huge start. Um, you got to win at home, though. That's going to be the big you thing. You know, you've got to be San Diego State at home. You've got you can't get swept by anyone. That's the big difference. I mean, a couple years yeah. ago, you look at that team that went fourteen and four, swept Boise State, who won the league, but then you got swept by UNLV, and that's the tough part about this conference. And you can look at it right now. There's not a single team in the league with a losing record. Only conference in college basketball that can say that. Yep. We were like, saying that a month ago. <laughs> you know, a trip to Laramie is not fun, no, despite the fact no, that they're not no. very good this year. You know, a, Air Force can be wonky with the Princeton offense, though. I think this year it, most teams are just going to out-athlete them. It's it's a tough spot there. But, I mean, like UNLV, another perfect example. They're 500. Yep. They have a win over top 15 Creighton. They've also lost a, a terrible game to an HBCU. I'm drawing a blank on the name. Um, Southern, maybe. But... Um, I'll find it for you. You know, they're they're capable of beating anyone with the talent that they mm-hmm. have, and that's a tough spot to go to, too. Well, the top six is just stacked. It's like, a gauntlet. That's 12 games that are going to be really hard to come out of with just two losses. Yeah, it's Three just, losses, you know? I think 14-4 and will get it done. Um, nobody has ever won the Mountain West with five conference losses, 13-5. and five. Maybe this could be the year, just given the, the parity and the fact that there could be a lot of you know, cannibalization at the top there. Um, the, the nice thing is that these losses don't kill you. You, know, you go on the road, if you lose to a yeah. Utah State team, yes, you are going to drop in the AP poll. You're still going to be ranked, but it's not going to be like, oh, man, that, that just kills your tournament resume. All, you had all these great wins. It's over. Pack it up. That's that's nice. I mean, there have been times where the metrics didn't quite back up how challenging this conference is, where it'd be like, yeah. oh, you lost yeah, yeah. in Laramie, and it was a Q3 loss to, or a Q4 loss, despite the fact that you know it's the highest elevation in college basketball. It's a tough place to play. Right. No, I mean, that's the thing. I I hope the league starts to get more respect on more of a wide appeal for the people who aren't just looking at the metrics. I'm glad that at least the Rams are the one team that seems to be getting their respect. Yeah, they're getting their flowers. Every, ESPN metrics don't seem to love CSU. I've got a bone to pick with the yeah, ESPN metrics. But, weird. Um, you should see their predictor for this Utah State game. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, though. I think, I think the league is in a good spot. I think San Diego State's run to the title game did a did a lot in terms of validating this conference on a national level. Yeah. The Mountain West has been bad in the NCAA tournament. And outside of San Diego State, I think all the other teams lost in the first round again last year. So it's been great that the the regular season, you know, they're setting themselves up. I really want to see the conference take advantage this year. Like, let's have two Mountain West teams in the Sweet 16 because this conference is good enough for that. The gauntlet we just described will battle test you pretty nicely for that. And that's the thing. Like, you're not going to... There's nothing you will see in the NCAA tournament outside of like maybe getting to the final four and playing, you know, like a Kansas or a Purdue, 
that's going to be tougher than going to Viejas, that's going to be more intense than playing in front of 15,000 people in the pit. Yeah. Like, it, this league has it all. Yeah. 100%. It's a fun f- time, man. It's a great time. It's a great time. A uh, couple more things here. Like I said, five and three versus the top four in the conference. I think that'll get it done. That's assuming, you know, you drop a couple on the road. I think you need to go seven and two on the road, or this is what you're aiming for, seven and two on the road and aiming for seven and one over these next eight at home. You're already one and oh there. That gives you, if you do the math, one one game of, of wiggle room for slip up. Like if you were to drop a UNLV, if you were to lose a, to a Wyoming or something like that, really hope yeah. not. That would be a bad loss at this point. But you never know in a rivalry. I mean, you never know. So Well, and I mean, that's the planning for the top four is all well and good. But then there is Utah State, Boise State, UNLV. So, can you go 6-0 in those, you know? That's Home a good point. That's a good point. I think, well, it's, you got room for one loss. You in got those. room for one. You can go 5-1. So, yeah. We'll see. And that's, a, and that's under, like, if you go 5-3 and three against the top eight. If you go 6-2 and two versus the top eight, then you have another game of wiggle room. But totally. I think that's the goal. I think anything more than two road losses probably puts you in a bad spot. And you don't want, you have room for maybe one more home loss, but you got to protect home court. Moby yes. should be sold out for every game for the rest of the season. 5,100 was a bit of an underwhelming crowd on Tuesday night, but the the atmosphere felt fuller than that. And I get it. I'm not going to be the guy that's like, do better, Ram Nation. It was an 845 start on a Tuesday night and the students weren't in town. It's it's a tough spot. I got home yeah. well after one in the morning for people that have to be at work at you know 6 a.m. in Denver. I, I don't fault them for being like, you know, this is a TV game. Yeah, for sure. I I don't know about you, but I could use an ice cold Breck brew. Yes, I know yes. it's ten in the morning, but it's five o'clock somewhere, folks. And Breck brew makes any occasion better. They've been doing it for thirty three years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. They've got an endless variety that's going to satisfy anybody that you know. Uh, Avalanche Amber Ale never mm. misses. Mile High City. Crack a couple open tonight while we're taking on the Warriors. Good company, hard seltzer, perfection. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Nice. And when you get hurt, Bax and Shanker, they are here to help. Bax and Shanker win for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. Free until they win money in your case. There's no fees while they're working on your case. No fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They've already won over a billion dollars for their clients. That's with a B. And they have more locations than ever serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. They have the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Bax and Shanker help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accident, motorcycle, ride chair, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Bax and Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bax and Shanker wins. All right, dude. It's been a month since we last did power rankings, holidays. You know, there's this slow stretch where teams aren't playing as much. Yeah, December was very ho-hum. Yeah, I mean, I I think it makes sense. I I don't think there would have been a ton of movement if we were doing it every week. Rams needed it, too. Yeah, I needed it, to be honest with you. I mean, you're part of Ram Nation. (laughs) Important part to to me. At number 11, we've got the Air Force Falcons at 7-6. and Kudos to them for... For avoiding having a losing record, it's coming. It's coming soon. 
But I mean, we yeah. made it to January with nobody in the Mountain West having a, a losing record. Mm-hmm. Huge win it's for nuts. the league. Ethan Taylor's a, a nice point guard. I think he still leads the league in minutes played per game. Unfortunately, you know, a six-foot point guard, it's tough to beat you by yourself. Yeah, but still, seven and six. Pretty impressive early stretch. Pretty impressive. And they're serving our country. So shout out to Air Force. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to be respectful. <laughs> We've got you. Fresno State at number 10. They are seven and seven. They got boat raced by San Diego State last night. They have moments. Um, I don't know. Them versus San Jose State. I think you could really make an argument either way. Maybe I should have San Jose State at 10 just because they blew a double-digit lead in uh, Laredice yesterday, or yesterday, the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also 7-7. Seven and seven. Cardenas, nice point guard. They have some moments shooting too, but they just have no depth. I mean, neither one of these teams, like outside of their starting lineup, have guys that contribute essentially anything, and yeah. that's tough. Yeah, and I mean, Fresno especially, anytime they've played anyone, they've just, just got gotten murdered. murdered. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Um, these are def- those, these bottom three teams are teams you have to take business of when you play them. Yeah, you got to, you can't. Zero slip-ups allowed against Falcons. Got to sweep Air Force, uh, got to beat Fresno. Yes, I mean, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think you only play San Jose State once. Um which is a bummer. A lot of bummer, indeed. Yeah. That's I I should confirm that, but let's see. Um, I'll do it later. Yeah, Wyoming, <laughs> they are eighth, sitting there at eight and six. Um, they had the comeback win, which is why they're above San Jose State. Again, I, I think they have the well, I don't know if I want to say that it's a better coach than Tim Miles. They have one of the better coaching situations of these bottom five here. Uh-huh. It, um, but you know, it was a tough spot. They basically had to revamp that entire roster. Yeah. They play as a as a unit, but yeah, I mean, again, you should expect a sweep if you're CSU. I know I never discount a rivalry factor. I mean, I talk about it all the time. You have to sweep this team, Laramie's though. If hostile. you're gonna win the league, you gotta beat them. Yeah, Laramie's hostile, but no slip ups allowed. No slip ups allowed. You gotta take care of business. EK um, transferring just kills me every time I think about it. I hate watching him with Gonzaga, yeah, especially because that Gonzaga sucks, team is man. not going to do anything. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I hate I it. Um, UNLV, they are seven and five. I've got them at seventh. At one point, they were at the barrel of the league. They've won three straight. They have talent. Dude, they're like the friskiest team. They have to be one of the friskiest teams in the entire country. They're one of the scariest games, I think, in this league because metric wise, a loss to them is going to really hurt you, but they are as talented on paper yeah. as any of these top six they teams. trounced creighton they took st mary's to double overtime like and they were up in that game they blew it that should have been a win they're starting to play half decent basketball they're coming together a little bit i got an eye on them i still i just don't trust kevin Kruger at this point i haven't seen anything to to believe in it yet but they've got the talent um boise state i've got them at six and they're at nine and four yeah. Again, you know, on paper, they've got the talent. I do think they miss having a, a true point guard the way they did in years past, but Tyson Dagenhardt's a stud. Um, we'll see. They're a team that I could very realistically see, you know, finishing in the top three, even though they've they've had a bit of a slow start. Yeah, they, they play well. It'll be interesting to watch them through league play for sure. Big game coming up next week. That's going to be one where you know they're coming for the Rams. You know, like they're going to chance at a top 15, maybe a top 10 scalp. Again, we'll see. I think if they beat Utah State, probably more like 11th. But 
Some of that will also be dependent on what happens in front of them. It's a tough road game on Tuesday, man. Really tough road game. This, I mean, starting with New Mexico at Boise at or at Utah State at Boise is about as tough as it gets. I mean, yeah. if San Diego State was in there, that'd be really the only way it got, or like maybe at Laramie, right. just because of the rivalry factor coming off of Christmas. 100%. Yeah, that's going to be, I mean, we'll be talking about that one next week for sure. Five, we've got Utah State at 13-1. and one. Um, We're going to see. Again, they don't have very many quality wins as of yet, but yeah. they have taken care of business, which you've got to give them a lot of credit for. Yeah. Huge game coming up on Saturday. Yes, it's going to tell us a lot, honestly. I'll be curious to what you think of this top four here. We'll just go close it out. We've got New Mexico at 12-2, and two, Nevada at 13-1, and one, San Diego State at 12-2, and two, CSU at 13-1. and one. What are your thoughts on the top four? I think Nevada could maybe deserve to be second right now. They've got a great... Uh, duo with Blackshear and Gerard Lucas. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can really score. It's another tough place that's or tough place to play. New Mexico and Nevada are very similar in terms of strength of schedule. Yeah. It's not the most impressive in the world. I think CSU and San Diego State did a lot better. For sure. Um, but For sure. yeah, I think that's fair. And I struggled with it. I went back and forth on do I put San Diego State at second where I genuinely believe they are? I believe they are the, you know, CSU and San Diego State yeah. are the top two, in my opinion. Um, I gave it to San Diego State, though, because I think that true road win over Gonzaga is on par point. with Creighton for the best win in the league. It's one it's of those point. two. It's a good point, for sure. Um, how? Where do you think San Diego State could end up being ranked nationally? They should be. They should be ranked. They right. should be ranked right now. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be a top 20 team by the time we get to the tournament. It's my guess as well. I think the Mountain West will have a good chance to have three ranked teams by March. Yeah, I think so too. They're tied with the Rams at plus 275 when I was looking up the odds to win the league. So, I mean, the league still runs through San Diego. At the end Public of the day, still believes in a, the league. Does like, still and run it should. When you look yep, at the history yep, of the last yep, 15 years, yep. the regular season and the conference tournament, even in their down years, they still somehow end up winning the conference tournament. The league runs through San Diego until proven otherwise. CSU knows it. Medved's open about that. Isaiah Stevens has been open about that. They damn near beat San Diego State in Vegas in the tournament last year, right before they went on that crazy run. Those games in Viejas and Moby are going to be huge. We already talked about the other games. Um, I really appreciate everybody for tuning in this morning. It's the Mountain Best Conference, baby. We are a Power 5 league, at least on the hoop side. It's going to be a blast. I'll have coverage all season. I've got more written content coming out today. I'm doing a feature on Cartier. We'll get some more takeaways from the offensive execution. Um, I love it. Dre, thank you so much for being here, man. So great to be here. Shout out to Alyssa behind the sticks, making everything run smoothly. Couldn't do it without you. Always proud to be. Much love, y'all. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be. I got blood on my shirt, like I wear my heart on my sleeve. She said I look good in red, but that went straight to my head. So now she's 
rocking my teeth, tucked into new prodigies, and we ain't spoken a month. But I just saw her last week, the lipstick stain still on my cheek, like we ain't talk enough. And we always seem to laugh, but never nod at us. So the future's looking grim, it's kinda ominous. And this song ain't about love, that'd be too obvious. See, this is more about lust and all of my misconceptions, and this is more about me and all of my self deception. I'll tell myself a lie, 100 times don't need corrections But every night I pray to God, I hope I learn my lesson And the peaches out from Palisade And they sweet as mama's marmalade And this should sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums And my mama slapped that bass, and my sister sang these songs Dancing hand in hand, we were tripping to left feet Like a middle school slow dance, no one knew how to leave But I'm so thankful for these days